Welcome to Brand Meet Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Oh, my creator and brand friends, I have a special guest for you today. Shayna Macklin from Rainbow Shops is here. She is the director of strategy and influencer marketing over on their team. And here's what's so kick butt about Rainbow Shops. They are not only looking for influencers, but also content creators. They've really stocked up their social media to help out or to work with, to partner with not only people that can promote on a larger scale, but also the people that can create that stellar content. So we're going to, I'm ready for a stellar conversation. Let's chat first and foremost about what you're actually looking for in the creator space. Shana, I'm not even going to like ask you to introduce yourself. You're like <laughs> influencer marketing queen, like bring tell me all the deeds. <laughs> yes. Hello. Hello. No, I'm so, so excited to have this conversation. I, you know, it's definitely a conversation that should have been had a really long time ago. And, you know, I, I think now that influencer marketing and content creator partnerships are, they're really here to stay. And, you know, especially over the last couple of years, I see more brands partnering with more nano influencers Mm -hmm. and just really opening up their spaces. It's time for us to have that talk. It's time for us to take down the veil and let all the influencers and content creators kind of, you know, know where our head is at, what we're looking for, how we make the decisions on what rates we're going to pay you, who we're going to partner yeah. with. Um, so, you know, I think it, it just depends, you know, to, to answer your question, what we're looking for in the creator space. Um, I look for someone who is being authentic with their content, right? I'm, I'm truly looking for, as is my team, I have a team of two incredibly intelligent women that make up our influencer and content creator programs and, and they run those in house. And, you know, we're, we're always looking for people who are, having genuine conversations with their community. Mm -hmm. We are looking for people who are partnering with brands that make sense for them, right? Not just taking any brand's partnership, but- Cheers to that. um, Yes. I'm like, don't even talk to me if you don't align with our brands and I don't (laughs) want to work with you if we don't align with yours, right? Like let's, let's support each other in that way and be continue that authenticity. Um, Mm -hmm. So typically we'll also look for, you know, how we define authenticity. It's such a loaded question. Exactly what I was going to ask you. I was like, where do you need me to be authentic? (laughs) It's honestly, it's, it comes back to conversation with your community, right? Like if you're just posting a beautiful photo and doing it hashtag for the gram or like for the likes, (laughs) right? Like that, that totally has its place. But if you are, an influencer or a content creator that's really looking to have conversation and build relationships within your community, you are a hundred percent going to be a person that we want to work with and someone who is on brand with how we like to lead our community as well. Do you stalk your people? Do you stalk your people before you scout them? I do. Um, (laughs) We are, please don't get it twisted. We are all up in your comment section. (laughs) We are really seeing like, is your audience just dropping tons of emojis, right? Mm. Like, 
potential hashtag red flag? Um, Or are they like responding like, hey, I love this dress or hey, I love what you're talking about or giving their opinion based on, you know, whatever that piece of content is. So are you creating conversation? Exactly. You can't kickstart that conversation unless you are showing off that deeper water too. Like you are not going to be getting anything except those heart emojis unless you are giving that authentic conversation. Exactly. 100%. So you have this authentic person, you slide into their DMs, you jump into their email, you're starting this conversation. What stats actually matter to you? This is this is a huge thing for creators that I hear all the time. I'm scared to send them stats. I don't want them to think that my content sucks or my engagement rate sucks. What actually matters to you? That is also, it's such a big question because it's always going to depend on what the brand's KPIs are for that specific campaign, right? So yes. typically marketing. how- Hashtag marketing, marketing and give strategy. It to <laughs> <laughs> so typically we'll work within three buckets. So the first bucket is going to be brand awareness, right? So partnering with as many content creators as possible just to get our name out there. The second bucket is going to be sales. So partnering with content creators or influencers we know are, are going to drive a sale or we mm-hmm. we hope are going to drive a sale. Um, and then the third one is content creators, right? Mm-hmm. So those are people who might not necessarily fall into those first two buckets, but they create absolutely beautiful, beautiful content, content and we want to yeah. showcase them. Yeah. So, you know, with that being said, Depending on what our goal is for that specific campaign, we're going to look at audience demographic, Mm -hmm. uh, geographical location, and engagement rate are very, Mm -hmm. very important to us. And, um, you know, not many influencers know this, but brands are able to partner with tools that allow us to do deeper dives into your analytics. So we can see who you've partnered with, what brands you're mentioning in your captions, who your audience is, where they're mostly based out of, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, the type of engagement you typically get on your on your post. So those are the things that we'll look at. What's a big red flag? I would say a big red flag is if they are a U.S.-based creator and they have like 60% following in Brazil. Yeah. Um, that's typically where we'll see a lot of pods come from. So, um, do you say hello giveaways? (laughs) I know. I'm like, I'm sorry. And honestly, I will send the creator a snapshot of what I'm pulling and say, please let me know if this is correct. Mm -hmm. If so, maybe we consider you just for content creation, but based on our audience, we wouldn't partner with you for influencer work. Most of the time, they'll be like, that's not correct. And they'll send me screenshots and I'll say, okay, there might be some discrepancies. Let's talk about it. If it's someone we really want to partner with, right? I've Um, had that happen for myself, actually. Oh, really? Where the, where the stats were like completely different than my own, my own demographic metrics. I was like, actually, I'm confused to where you're seeing, you know, 10% U.S. following when I have, you know, 70%. And this this kind of circles back to, to what we were talking about, like hashtag, you know, technology like, in right. our emails. So that, oh, that's all why of these I'm like, glitches. 
I'm like, let me give you the benefit of the doubt. Like our, our data could completely be off. So like, let's have a conversation and see if we can still make something work. Because if I'm reaching out to you, clearly I really want to partner with you. So um, I always try and lead with that transparency and have that open conversation. Like why we decided maybe the partnership isn't a good fit. Um, so those are, those are the things that would be red flags to us. Or if we see like just tons and tons of emoji comments, I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't believe that that's authentic. Like all of that is authentic engagement. So I might be a little less likely to want to partner with you, but maybe you'll do well in our content creator program, right? What about that reels reach? I feel like engagement is dropping just because habits are are changing. We're not so used to liking anymore. And I mean, I saw, I I posted a photo yesterday that got 133 likes. Like, yeah, that was, that was authentic. And I do have a, have a true following of 35K and I got 133 likes. Like, no, that's not the norm, but Right. Those views were so different than the likes. So how do you handle that? It's, I mean, honestly, it's just using your best judgment, right? Because I think some people can either tend to like buy views on yeah. reels. Um, but coming from the brand side, I know some of our reels will get 20,000 views and like 15 comments and all of our following is authentic. Ooh, it's all organic. I so appreciate you saying that because I think yeah. that's such a, yeah. a such a backwards thing in the world of brands is they come at your influencers and say, well, you don't have good enough engagement. Like your engagement sucks. And yeah. number one, I'm like, rude. Don't, how about you just not handle the conversation <laughs> like that? And number two, have you seen yours? <laughs> Like it's I'm like, hard. okay, pot calling the kettle. Yeah. It is. It's really hard. And, you know, I, again, I just, I am such a big believer in leaving with, and leading with honesty and transparency. And I, I'm not, I'm not your typical brand. I'm your cool brand. Like I'm going <laughs> to tell you, I'm going to tell you everything I am. So I, you know, and my team too, like they keep me honest, you know? And mm-hmm. so they were like, well, let's take a look at what we're doing as compared to what we're asking for mm-hmm. and kind of kind of hold ourselves to that same standard. Right. Right. Um, So that, that definitely helps us to when, when we're looking at reels um, and making those decisions, do we partner on a reel or do we partner on a still? Right. Mm -hmm. And what exactly are we looking for? Right. And is that even a smart move to partner on a still image anymore? Right. It's interesting because I believe that there is still a place for beautiful photography and still imagery. You know, it's, Instagram was founded on images yeah. and I love this shift into video. Um, but I also don't want us to lose how impactful an image can be. What What is your take on that? I'm curious. You know, I think it's interesting because I think there's so much opportunity to give your personality in a video. Like it's attraction marketing, yeah. right? So the, way, the right. way I'm moving my hands, the way that I'm talking to you, the way that I speak, all of that goes into whether you think that I'm your people or not. But I yeah. know creators that post these beautiful, dreamy print, Disney princess-like images that get, you know, more views than their reels. So yeah. I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not good at that, but some people are. Right. 
And that's such a good point. It's you understanding as an influencer what your audience is there to see from you, mm-hmm. right? And understanding like it's going to be a give and a take. So it's going to be part you posting things that are super, super like everything you're going to post as an influencer is going to be true to you. I would mm-hmm. hope if you are doing influencer marketing, right? And personal <laughs> branding, right? But it's it's always going to be that fine line between posting what you really love and are just doing for yourself and then what you're doing for your audience for your and audience. for your community. Right. Yeah. Okay, Shay. So yeah. tell me, what, <laughs> what do you wish Uh-oh. that creators, for the love of God, would stop doing in their pitch, in their interactions with you? <sighs> Give me the dirt. I would say, okay, so there's two, two, there's two things. One thing I already previously touched on, which is stop taking partnerships just for the money, honey. (laughs) We will know. Your audience, they will know if you are just not digging a brand and you're just doing it because you're getting paid a boatload of money, right? I feel that about everyone that partners with Goalie. I'm like, you don't like that. The gummy brand. The gummies. I'm like, like, "Mm -hmm." you're not taking that. Also, you got paid a hundred bucks for that. So... I I have no further comments. Um, yeah, and like it. Well, I will say it crushes my soul because I'm like, come on! Like you've never talked about your nutrition or wellness before, right? And you've never once mentioned this brand, and now you're like, I'm obsessed with this brand. Yeah. It just, you know, when you do things like that as an influencer, right? And influencers are more than just that. They are small. You guys are small businesses, Thank right? You. So as a small business, oh, a hundred percent. But like. As a small business, when you when you take brand partnerships that are outside of your normal ethos, you risk losing the trust of your community that right. you worked so hard to build. Right. So that is my thing. That's why earlier I had mentioned I was like, we don't want to partner with you if we if you come to us wanting a partnership, but we don't feel we would best represent your audience. Right. We're not going to partner with you just because we want you to stay true to what your community expects. Mm-hmm. And right? look, I, I feel like there is a, a subset of that where it doesn't need to be your first and foremost. Like right. I might buy silk at the market. But I could right. try another almond milk. I'm trying out this right. specialty thing. You know, it goes in my smoothie and blah, blah, blah. Like that works. Yeah. But if it's completely off the beaten path and the quality yeah. sucks, you're selling out. You're selling out, hun. And people will notice that. And yeah. I will tell you, not just your community, but any brands that does their due diligence before partnering with you will also see that. Mm-hmm. Right. So just stay true to who you are. Even if it means, you know, not getting that big paycheck, yeah. I promise you it will pay off in the end. Um, so that's, that's you know, one of the two things. The, the second thing is, and before I say what I'm going to say, brands, <laughs> we need to do better. Okay. I'm putting us on, I'm putting our feet to the fire. We I can't wait to for this. Bring it on. <laughs> okay. Stop. Influencers, Stop nickel and diming when it comes to negotiating your rate. So an example is I was speaking with an influencer and she was, you know, she's a smaller influencer. Her content yeah. is really great. But we we 
came to her with one offer. She came back and countered, of course, always negotiate influencers, never accept a final rate. Yep. Um, always negotiate. She came back to us and I was like, okay, I can meet you in the middle, right? Of what right. I'm offering and what you're asking. She came back and asked me for $50 more. And I'm like, <sighs> you know what? I'm sorry. I, it's and not I, worth I it. Me, I was like, it's not worth it because you know what? One that tells me you're doing it just for the payday. And two, you're not interested in a long-term partnership. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I was like, you know what? This might not be a good fit for right now. Let's reconnect in the future. And that was it. I ended up working with someone else. So I wholeheartedly am for people understanding what their value is and fighting for that value. Mm -hmm. You should. You are a business. But know when to push that limit and know when to meet in the middle, right? And then again, this all comes back to if you're not passionate naturally about the brands, don't partner with them. Yeah. It's tough because part of me says, yeah, influencers on a whole don't make a lot of money. Influencers on a whole really struggle to make that payday. So when you do, you do have to make more money, you know, but $50. I mean, my my co-host Sonia talks about this all the time where it's like, the influencer comes back and they're like, well, to post to your feed, it's 2000 more dollars. And you're like, what? Yeah. Excuse, excuse me? <laughs> yeah. Not an ad, it's just to our feed. Oh my God. Are we speaking about organically posting? Like, did I right. miss something? But did and, I miss that this is a partnership? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And, you know, and that's the thing too. It's like, if I want to use your content for any type of advertising, Absolutely. You request, you actually, you get that money, right? You get that for continued use. You get that for advertising. But if I want to organically post that we have a partnership and I would love to get your, your take on this. Like my personal take is, is like, that should kind of be a given that we might organically post it just to social. I'm nodding um, my head vigorously. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm like, please <laughs> yes, make me an honest woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that, if you are saying I'm partnering with you, I believe in your ethos, your values, we align. I, I'm promoting you to my audience. That repost on their feed yeah. is a given to me. If you want to put, if you want to yeah. push my likeness past organic usage, then Hell yeah. Charge out the wazoo. Usage is expensive. But Absolutely. like. Oh, yeah. Not for your feed. Not for your feed. Yeah. No. Agreed. Agreed. And actually, I said I only had two things, but I do have oh, one more thing that I wish influencers <laughs> were stopped doing. Okay. So, and influencers don't hate me. I love you. Um, but I, you know, I, it's really important for influencers to talk to each other about what they're making for brand partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of influencers do share that as you should. Yeah. However, and they need some, to, and they need to totally agree. But something too, that you should take into consideration is when you are working out a fee with a brand, you have to understand what their goal is. And if your friend can sell, but you know you, you're you not there yet, your mm. friend is going to get more money because they're yeah. going to be pushing a sale as opposed to you. You're going to get a little bit less. Sometimes, yes, a lot less, but you're mostly being used for brand awareness, whereas they are used for, you know, mm-hmm. they're partnering to be to be a sale. And, you know, to that point, something that I always say is, all influencers are content creators, 
but not all content creators are influencers. Yes. So true. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's a different, it's a different ball game. Your person that can sell like yeah. hotcakes on their story is is not necessarily your person that creates that eye-catching content that will bring in tons of views. That's not the same. Yeah. Your aspirational people that just for some reason have everyone flocking are a special cup of tea. Absolutely. So, uh, you know, it's so important to... I wouldn't say early on, but at some point, like reevaluate your your brand, your influencer brand to see, okay, which bucket do I fall into, right? And like go full force into that. If you are someone who doesn't have influence to sell, but you create gorgeous content, Mm -hmm. go ahead and throw yourself into that. Um, because you will make a ton of money. Right. Give me a give me a UC UGC contract. Like pitch the pitch the UGC bundle. That's what yes. you're good at. Yes, exactly. Yep. What are your hell yeses? Um, anyone who is actually like a true brand advocate and just loves Rainbow has shopped with us for years. I'm like, yes, give me all the stories, right? Because we <laughs> we are mostly brick and mortar, right? We have mm-hmm. 1,300 stores across the U.S. And, um, you know, we're really – now just expanding our e-com. So mm-hmm. anyone who can tell me a story about a time they went into Rainbow and picked up something for like a last minute occasion, I'm like, I love you. I'll do whatever <laughs> I can to work with you. Um, because I know that they just truly, they're truly about us, you know, right. and they can speak to, they can speak to who we are. Um, another hell yes for us is someone who is willing to partner on creative and brainstorm and go back and forth Mm. and come to us with some fun ideas, you know, long gone are the days of the brief, right? Coming from a brand to a creator. So I I have so many thoughts because here's, here's my perspective. I want to know exactly how I can perform for you so that I can go above and beyond in the ways that you want. So for me, I don't want you to throw specific calls to action or like make it super salesy. But if you have the plan, if you have those specifics, then I'm all about it. I had a I had someone slide into my DMs the other day and say, this brand has ghosted me because I created a like piece of content where I was in a bikini showing off this wine and like created this whole charcuterie board. It was a whole shebang. Mm -hmm. And the brand came back and was like, we need you in clothing. Reshoot the whole thing. This is not family Oh no, that is the brand's fault. I I agree. But I think that's all to do with the brief. You didn't tell, you didn't tell them. Absolutely. So typically what we'll do is we'll do like a slide that has like the theme of the month, right? Like Mm -hmm. this is the the theme for, so, okay, I'm going to let you in on a little secret and my influencer team don't tell me, (laughs) but our, so our theme for August is Dear Summer, right? And it's basically like a love letter to summer and transitioning into, to fall. So So what we'll do is we'll send you, it is, it's very romantic. so what we'll do is we'll just send you one slide with the color palette, mm-hmm. what the theme is, and say, here's the direction we want you to go in. Go create in your in your brand voice. Because yes. we also – something to remember too, and if a, if a brand is doing influencer marketing right, 
you know, they will allow, they'll partner with you because they love your content that they're seeing on your feed. So shame on that brand. And I am so sorry that they're putting you through that reshoot um, person in the DMs because that's (laughs) not cool. It's at not. all. Um, it's, yeah. So, you know, I, it's, and that's what I say to my creators. Like, I'll be like, here's just the color theme. Here's what the, the uh, monthly, you know, right. the, sorry, here's the color palette. Here's what the theme is. Go ahead and create. Here's some pieces from your Instagram that we that love. Uh, I'll link yes. them. Okay. And then I say, go create. But outside of being to your point, like have this call to action, say these keywords, do this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, uh-uh, I don't play in that game because <laughs> that's not authentic, right? It gets salesy. Authentic. So yeah, throwing this one in there, how do you feel about the casual selling on TikTok where if you push a hard sell, views are down the drain and it will not fly versus on Instagram where I think you see something a little bit different. You have stories where you do have to kind of hone in on those sales skills and push the product a little bit more heavily. What's beautiful about TikTok is it's created this environment for influencers to be themselves, have fun, be a little less perfect, if you will. Right. And really tap into more of that entertainment side. So while there is sales messaging, it it just feels genuine to the platform and to to that influencer. Right. So I I am a big fan of like buying stuff from influencers. Guilty as <laughs> what have you bought recently? <laughs> Um, okay. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's this one mid-size influencer I'm completely obsessed with. Give and us her, she give us her username. Um, okay. Actually, wait, I want to get it right. It's so we have the same name. It is Shana Moriarty. I don't know if you're familiar with her, with her. Um, we will link her below. She posts a lot of like mid-sized dresses and shorts and mm-hmm. things like that. And I, I literally buy whatever she does. Like, yes, queen, like you're posting <laughs> my body size. I will, but if it looks good on you, it's going to look fire on me. I'm going to buy that from you. So like, you know, I, and she does it in such a fun way. So, you know, I think like TikTok really just, it's just, I don't know, it's just different. That's what I love about influencer marketing on TikTok and sales versus selling and influencer marketing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You know, Instagram is going to be more, you know, aesthetically beautiful yeah. while TikTok, you can be, you know, be a little bit more messy, but own that and have fun with it. Um, and I'm curious to see, because I know if you are not aware, TikTok was going to launch live shopping in the U.S., yes. but they have since pulled that initiative. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So they New pulled news. that initiative. Yeah. They were testing it out in Europe mm-hmm. and there was, um, it was very glitchy and buggy and they just couldn't figure out like a way to make it seamless. So they decided to pull that initiative in the Props U.S. To TikTok for pulling things that are glitchy. And don't work. Because <laughs> um, Instagram doesn't know how to do that. <laughs> I'm nodding my head. Yes. Um, <laughs> So they decided to pull it, but I'm curious to see how their product dev team is going to find like an alternate solution for influencers to, to sell in a way that, you know, they, that works for their brand on 
TikTok because selling yes. on TikTok is different than selling on Instagram it's is whole, different yeah. than selling on YouTube. They're it's all different. It's a whole different can of worms. And we've talked about this constantly where I have, I have so many clients, I have so many agency clients who have, you know, a service where they've grown immensely on TikTok, have, you know, 100K plus, and then they bring their service to Instagram and that's the only place they sell. Don't don't make a penny over yeah. on TikTok. But the second they get those followers yeah. over to Instagram, it's like hotcakes. I think too, and I would love your your feedback on this, but I go to Instagram to be sold to. I go to TikTok to be entertained. entertained. And if you happen to have something that I love and and want to sell it to me, I'm going to buy it from you. But I don't go to TikTok with the intention of being sold right. to. I just think stories are so genius for yeah. for sales. It doesn't matter that that reach is decreasing because you know to buy there. You know to click there. You go there and you feel comfy yeah. exploring. Exactly. It's almost like our generation's QVC, right? Mm-hmm. Like our parents had <laughs> that like very old school model. And that's basically what it's become. And that's why TikTok and Instagram have launched these incredible creator programs where they're paying creators to come in and try and sell more product mm-hmm. on their platforms because they want that audience and they they know how important sales are to brand partnerships. Um, so yeah. Do you know who's doing an amazing job at that actually? Pinterest. <gasps> yes. Pinterest. You know, I feel like Pinterest is like the forgotten child. Yes. <laughs> but they're I doing like amazing things. Yes, mm. yes. Um, I I was talking to a full time Pinterest creator who's part of the like Pinterest fund, and she she kills it. There is, I think that anyone that's not on Pinterest, including myself, need, <laughs> needs to jump over onto Pinterest yeah. and including start us re-posting. as a brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Both of us aren't on Pinterest, but we'll hype it up. <laughs> yes. I I completely agree. Completely agree with you. They're doing big things. So here's here's our pivot into our next topic. You've watched influencer marketing bloom and grow and evolve in the last couple of years. What do you think is on the horizon for this industry? Oh my gosh, so much. Um, I mean, I could go into influencers getting into the meta space and and you know cool. alternate reality and okay, all of that. Okay, that the, mm, amazing yes. topic. Okay, yes. so. Here's here's my thought on this whole avatar thing because yes. I remember posting about that and saying like yeah my my avatar I'm going to dress her up like great meta love that love that you've brought me this but everything else is glitchy including DMs which is the one thing that you do well and one of my friends who's big in the in the social media space and is hugely intelligent and like always knows the forecasting was like Harley sit down here's what's going on if all of these celebrities start posting in their new outfit or it's supporting a cause or it's you know doing x y and z it's going to spread like wildfire and the potential for brand yep. partnerships in getting your avatar into a specific fashion label or holding something specific yep. is huge so as a fashion brand what do you think of of gamifying our influencers 
Well, there are a lot of luxury brands who have been doing that mm-hmm. for years now. And mm-hmm. um, and, the, and it's the same thing with NFTs, right? Mm-hmm. So many luxury <laughs> brands. I know, I know. You know, I think NFTs, I think they're becoming a novelty now, but brands are still using them. For example, and then I'll, I'll get us back on track, but I, I was just reading this article about Nike, right? And Nike created an NFT. You buy the the NFT of the shoe, you're also buying a physical item. You're also physically buying the shoe. So you get the NFT and then they deliver the sneaker to you. Right. I'm like, okay, that's really cool. It's supporting that physical experience in a digital way. So then you have that NFT. If I can say I'm going to go to for Love and Lemons and buy my, you know, cute dress that I'm I want. I'm obsessed with that brand. Same. And then my little Lizzie McGuire avatar also gets the same dress. You know, I can be all about it. Like that sounds great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think like from from a brand support, like a messaging support standpoint, yeah. NFTs are great if they're used in the best way for brand awareness in a new medium, right? Yeah. But when it comes to back to our, you know, original topic, which was like the metaverse, I think we need to be there. I, you know, I think a lot of smaller brands just aren't there yet because Mm -hmm. we're still figuring out what exactly that means for the user experience, what exactly that means for influencer partnerships. Mm -hmm. And I think influencers are also still figuring it out, how they can turn that into part of their business package, right? Mm-hmm. And how they can best market in like a, in a metaverse. Um, right. So and, am- and what is the, the base level, what is the entry point of VR? You know, it's all, or AR, all of it is so off the table for me that it's, it's a whole new world. Yeah. I, I myself am still trying to understand it, but I do know it's something that we need to keep an eye on and mm-hmm. at some point get invested in because it's it's here. It's not it's here going anywhere. It's just going right. to get bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I would say say meta metaverse for sure, and then something else that we have actually been talking about throughout this conversation is influencers versus content creators, right? And which bucket do you mm-hmm. fall in? And It's getting to a point where I am really starting to see creators come to me and say, hey, I don't think I would be interested in an influencer partnership, but here's my content creator package. Mm -hmm. What would you, would you be interested in partnering on that? And so I think that also just comes down to just self-awareness on what you realize you as a brand can offer. Um, and because I'm starting to see so much more of that, I take note, everyone, I am predicting that content creators and influencers will at some point be hired as creative advisors for small businesses and large businesses. I agree. And I think we're already starting to see it. I yeah. That is not a huge portion of my income, but I generally get hired as a consultant on the like influencer side, not even on the, you know, social media side for some kind right. of brand monthly, some kind of study or research or something. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I want to say like over the last two or three years, I think the pandemic kind of 
threw that into high gear where brands weren't able to get in studio, right? They couldn't be in studio. They couldn't film anything. And they relied on influencers and content creators to get them through that period. So, you know, the benefit of this big shift happening and seeing a lot of influencers and creators become creative advisors is that a brand will gain such incredible insight into what is actually happening out there, what people are actually talking about. Because Mm -hmm. as a brand, it's so easy to get kind of siloed off from the real world, right? And get Mm -hmm. stuck in like what your brand goals are and what your initiatives are. But when you're able to partner with people who are on the outside, they can really help your strategy and help you define the conversations you should be having, you know, um, different things that you should be, different ventures that you should be working into. So I think it's just, um, it's a nice shift. And I'm curious to see how influencers and content creators are going to leverage that moving forward. I think that it's it's an amazing opportunity to kind of dive into the production side of it. Like we have to remember as creators that this is a basically a budget commercial. You are you are signing on for a low budget commercial content, that photo shoot would have cost tons of money, the venue, the models, the videographer, the everything under the sun versus your content creator that can do it in house and probably do it for a quarter of the cost. And what I think is unique about where you're sitting is that fashion is notorious. I I don't know if you've heard me talk smack on fashion and the influencer industry, but fashion is notorious for not paying because they always are going to be able to find another young girl who can, who wants the free clothing. Yep. And you know, this is actually, for those of you who don't know, this is actually how we got in touch is you posted that, that um, Q and A and asked people to submit some of the like atrocious offers Mm -hmm. they receive from fashion. I was like, it just physically made me cringe is so hard because I'm like, what the hell is wrong with brands? (laughs) Like, yeah, how could you not value these these young women who are marketing your brands? Because ladies, you are marketers. Don't, you know, don't ever let a brand make you feel otherwise. You're marketers. So, you know, you deserve to be paid for your time, for your effort. I mean, yep, for your specialty and skill. A hundred percent. So, you know, I um I think it's it's so important, you know, for brands to remember that. And that's we need we have a lot of work to do, brands. We have a lot of work to do. And we have a lot to, of work to do on the influencer side too, of really, really pushing that message of it's okay to charge. You yeah. can you can set that rate high. You can ask yeah. for your worth. Don't expect that that this has to be free. And go back and negotiate yeah. and learn those learn those business skills and in the industry industry exactly. lingo so that you can do it well. I think that's the biggest contraindication to entering the market is that. People don't know what whitelisting is. They don't know what UGC or any of the acronyms, all of the contractual lawyerese is. So they get caught in this weird wormhole. But on the flip side, brand, you need to be making it clear for your influencer who is a creative 
you know, it, it's, it goes yeah. both ways. And you know what? I think as, as an influencer or as someone who's starting out in their influencer content creator career, like use every interaction you have with a brand to ask a million questions. Yeah. Do not be afraid because out of all of those questions, out of all of the times you might fall or stumble, out of all of the mistakes you might make, and especially, you know, to your point, when it comes to negotiating fees, you are just going to become a better business person. That is going to help you build your business and also discover what your value is, right? Mm-hmm. So only you can can say what your value is. And, it's, and be okay to walk away from a brand that doesn't understand that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, do not shortchange yourself. So Shana, tell so. me, what is your biggest piece of advice? What is the takeaway you want for brands? Small biz. My takeaway is do not treat your partners as just asset machines. They are so much more than that. Um, you know, listen to them, bring them into the creative process, empower your partners, because that is what they are. They are your partners to create content in your brand voice that also aligns with your goals, but that also aligns with their community. Um, you know, when you do that as a brand, I can promise you that you will have a successful partnership with your content creator or influencer. I'm um, grinning you know, th- from ear to ear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about creators? Creators, I would always go for the long-term partnership, right? Do one partnership and then definitely follow up and say, I would love to do a three-project contract with you. What could that look like? Don't be afraid to ask because as a brand, if you're doing influencer marketing right, you're doing it to find long-term partners, right? Mm -hmm. So influencers, ask for those longer contracts, Um if you're really passionate about the brand, you know, and one of our influencers just got engaged. We've only worked with her twice, but we sent her flowers and champagne. Aww. Like, you know, well, but it's 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 great, but I feel like more brands should be doing that, yeah. right? To build those partnerships and show their appreciation. So, like just just appreciate your partners and partners appreciate your brands because at the end of the day, our goal is the same. We all want to make money, right? Yeah. We all want to have beautiful content, um, but there needs to be there needs to be a mutual respect and an understanding of what the partnership is and, and what it can become. Those little things go so far. And I think once you find those creators, this is this is my takeaway for you. Based on what you just said, once you find those creators, you're going to book over and over and over again, not only because you love to work with them, but because it is a business effort. And the more this person talks about this one brand, you're going to know it is their first and foremost choice when they go shopping. So you've said it all. Shana, tell me, where can the people find you? So find us on Instagram at Rainbow Shops. And you can also find us on TikTok at Rainbow Shops as well. And keep an eye out on your favorite influencers because we are working with nano influencers, micro influencers, you know, influencers that have communities of all sizes. Um, So we might just be partnering with your favorite influencer. And if you see it, feel free to send us a DM and let us know. We always kind of love to, to know where people heard about us. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Brand Meet Creator. We will catch you next week. 
We are brought to you by our production team, Upstarter Podcast Network, a virtual podcast production and management company whose unique and customizable approach helps anyone, anywhere, turn their passions into a podcast and walk them through all aspects from recording virtually, editing, social media assets, monetization, a custom show growth strategy, and all other little details. My experience with Upstarter has been unreal. I hand them everything. They take the lead. I can focus on making the show and creating the content. So if you are a creator that is looking to expand their personal brand with a podcast or a business that wants to increase awareness and credibility, sign up for a free consult today and learn more. You can go to upstarterpods.com or upstarter pods on Instagram and let them know that brand meat creator sent you.